Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Scenes, powered by Just Baseball Media. As always, I'm Jared Perkins. Uh, we have another incredible guest here for the Prospects Corner, uh, Hayden Younger, uh, pitcher with the Toronto Blue Jays, the number 21 overall prospect, uh, six-round pick in the 2021 MLB draft out of Missouri State. Uh, Hayden, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, can't complain. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, excited to have you on, man. Uh, really excited to dive into your journey. We've talked a little bit about uh, some of the mindset tools and things like that that you've utilized. So really excited to to dive into those. But just for the people who don't know you, uh, give a little background of yourself and uh, how you've made it to your journey in professional baseball. Yeah, so I am uh, born and raised in like right outside St. Louis, Missouri, uh, in O'Fallon, Illinois. <clears throat> um, kind of grew up playing baseball my whole life. My mom and dad met on a uh, baseball field, ironically. So it's kind of <laughs> The joke's kind of like destined that I was, you know, destined to play baseball uh, as I got older. But, you know, it was kind of like my uh, first love. Grew up, you yeah. know, like I said, all I did was want to play baseball. And um, just kind of fell in love with the game at a young age. And just as I got older, I kind of felt like I was God had gifted me with a talent to play baseball. So between that and my hard work ethic that I, you know, strive to have every day, um, was able to get, you know, into college and then, eventually in a professional baseball, but yeah, it's kind of like, like I said, I have a, I wouldn't say a unique journey, but it's definitely hard work and blessed to be where I'm at. Yeah. I talk a little bit about that journey too, just because I think every player has got their own different path, right. To making it to professional baseball. When was that moment for you when you finally realized, Oh, I have a chance to, to make it to the pros, to make it to major league baseball. I think for me, it was, I was, mm, it was the thing is my sophomore year of college, freshman year, fall, it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> you know, me, me and my coaches, we kind of joke about when I text them, we joke about it. You know, uh, my freshman fall was not very good. And I just kind of came home and like looked myself in the mirror. was like, okay, like if this is what you're going to do, you got to, let's do it. So head down every day, started getting to work. And, you know, I'd say I had a, I had a decent freshman year at Missouri state and then sophomore year, I noticed the scouts kind of starting to show up more and mm. um, just kind of took notice of what was happening and kind of put my, like I said, just kept my head down and kept working hard. And um, 
I think after my sophomore year was when I was like, okay, this is like actually going to happen. You know, in high school, a senior year, they, they kind of came around, but it wasn't, it was more like, kind of like, we're going to follow you through college and yeah. see, uh, I didn't expect to get drafted out of high school. Um, but like so probably sophomore year is when I really was like, okay, I think I can do it. And then, you know, junior year just got into what I did. And it was a surreal moment to hear my name called in, in the draft during July. Yeah, take us through that draft process. I know, like for guys, I, I worked at, at baseball operations at the University of Nevada Reno, and we had guys who were constantly waiting for that call from scouts to to tell them that they were getting picked. Um, what was that moment like? When one, like you talked about, I was just incredible when you heard your name called. But um, what was the process leading up to the draft and kind of the draft day for you? Yeah, so process leading up to it. Um, a little backside. I was supposed to go to the Cape Cod League. Uh, both sophomore and junior year mm. sophomore COVID canceled. So I didn't end up going And then yeah. junior year. I felt I had a good enough year that I didn't, not that I didn't need to go, but it was kind of, I, we were on this planet as in like, okay, if I pitch well, it would help me. If I didn't pitch well, could it hurt me? So we decided ultimately just do like the um, draft day, like draft pro days at the ballpark and, yeah. and all that. So I did, I did a couple of those, um, but leading up to it, you know, it was very stressful. Um, as, especially as we got closer to the draft starting, um, I could feel myself starting to get a little more nervous each day. And then I remember the day before the draft started, I had a couple of teams call me and was like, hey, like, you know, this is where you're at. We really like you. Um, we'll see how the draft plays out, but we'll be in touch. And yeah. I was like, you know, just going to sleep that night, like couldn't stop thinking, couldn't sleep. You know, I knew I wasn't going to be a day one guy, yeah. but I was like, okay, like day two, that's my like, that's going to happen on day two. And I just remember we had a, we had a little like draft party with a close family and friends. It was, it turned out to be, a, there was a lot of people there, um, <clears throat> but you know, like the rounds three, four and five go and I'm seeing guys that I know. I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like hopefully just, just praying that I would, you know, hear my name called. And I remember texting my agent at the end of, or end of the fourth round, beginning of the fifth round. I was like, Hey, have you heard anything? Um, you know, like I'm getting, why am I not, why am I, I haven't heard anything, you know, what's, what are we hearing? And I remember him being like, yeah, like the Cardinals and the uh, Braves have reached out, you know, just checking in. And I was like, okay, cool. Fifth round starting. And then probably two minutes after I set my phone down, I get a call from the Blue Jays. And uh, ultimately, you know, he was like, hey, I think we're going to pick you here in the sixth round. Um, the Braves also, I know the Braves wanted me a lot. So it was yeah. kind of cool, like to have like this two kind of like back and forth going. Um, but ultimately, hearing you know, they never like outright said, "Hey, we're gonna pick you." <laughs> I remember just sitting there and like looking on the on the TV, and like I had the draft tracker on my phone, and it actually came through before it was a pick ahead of the TV. And I just remember seeing my name on Twitter, and I was or on like the notification, and I was like, "Oh, like this is actually about to happen." <laughs> Like this is this this is for yeah. real, and then you know two seconds later they Blue Jays come on, they pick me, and the place goes crazy. You know, it was just a lot of emotions um, came out, and that it was happy. Like just knowing that the hard work had paid off for me, the the tear, like kind of like tears of happiness, hugging my mom, yeah. my dad, my sister. Like you know, it was just uh, it's a day I'll never forget. Um, and like I said, it was it was really fun to have everybody there with me that day. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome to to think about all the hard work that you put in, right, and to finally get that moment. I'm sure there was moments of adversity that kind of popped up for you um, as you were making your your way to professional baseball. For you, um, I 
when you talk about your freshman year and some of the struggles you had that fall, uh, what were some of the tools that you used to really kind of one help you power through that adversity, right? Because when failure comes, a lot of athletes will want to give up and not be able to kind of push through it. So what was one, the, the things that helped you kind of push through that? And two, were there things that helped you separate yourself from baseball, right? So you weren't wrapped up in your performances. When you did have those moments of failure, you were able to tackle them, but also go home at the end of the night and make sure that you had uh, time to to reflect on who you were as a person as well. Yeah. So I would say, you know, like my freshman year, it was more in the fall. Um, yeah. I remember there were nights where I was just like lay in my dorm room. You know, my roommates weren't there. And I mean, everybody has the thought of, am I even good enough to do that? Like, am I yeah. in my head? Is this the place for me? Um, can I do it? And I just remember like one day, and this went on for like a week after like fall had ended and I knew I had my meeting and I was like, okay, that, that did not go the way I wanted it to go. <laughs> um, and then the, the thoughts start, you know, coming through your head. And I was just like, what do I need to do <clears throat> differently than I've been doing, you know, the last couple of weeks. And it wasn't that I wasn't, didn't feel like I wasn't working hard. It was more, I just cleared my head and I was like, I'm not going to let anything distract me from, you know, being quote unquote, the freshman that gets to play a lot. Um, yeah. Like that was my goal. I wanted to come I went to Missouri state because I felt that was the place one God had called me to kind of go to, but also at the same time, like, you're gonna you're gonna play there like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a i'm gonna sit out for a year and like no like I, coach gutton was very upfront. him and paul evans were very upfront with me about like you could be a dude on our team right away and so i just when i came home more and i just finished the semester strong and came home and i remember like i journal i started journaling a little bit um just like my thoughts each day and then i just kind of told myself like you're better than what you showed like let's go let's go show them now how good you are and i think in a sense of that just kind of like resetting my mind and telling myself you're good enough and like kind of like that self-positive reinforcement mm, instead yeah. of you know i think i kind of i mean i'll be honest with you jumping the gun back to this past year that i just we just finished up i think there was a little bit of i got caught up sometimes of being like man like i'm it's triple a like i'm young you know and you kind of start struggling. You're like, okay, can I even like this guy's been in the big leagues for the last four or five years. Like, you know, you're just as good as they are. You know, it's, you're at the same level. You just have to have that self-confidence in you. I think for me, like the journaling and yeah. just kind of finding, like I said, everybody's different, but finding something to do off the field to stop thinking about baseball. Yeah. I, I picked up golf in 2020. I know it's ironic as a pitcher, like <laughs> pitchers always golf, but before I never golfed. And, um, once I started golfing, it helped me still be competitive, but not think about baseball. Yeah. And for me, like off the field now, I'm a big hunter and like, what I like being outside by sitting by, excuse me, sitting by fires and all that. Um, so for me, just like being in the woods or sitting by the fire, listening to music like that is such a peaceful mindset for me. Um, but obviously you can't do that when it's in the summer, you're not hunting and whatever. Um, <laughs> So for me, like those are my kind of resets. And I think those are the tools that have helped me a lot, whether it's good, bad, just get away from baseball and try to leave, try to leave baseball at the field when you leave. Rather, you know, it's, I always strive to be, you know, I don't want to let anything that's going on at the field mm -hmm. affect me away from it. Rather, you're, you know, for me, like I'm single and I'm not, you know, so like I don't have a girlfriend or a fiance or anything like that. So, but like, it's just being a good son to my mom, my dad and yeah. you know, respecting them and not letting my performance dictate how I act off the field. 
Yeah, I think that's huge. I, I have coached a 16 year old travel ball team and like these kids, they'll get in their own heads. Like as soon as they have a bad game and they're back in the dugout talking about how terrible they are. Mm-hmm. And, like it's all about that positive reinforcement. Like what you're going to say about your own self is really what's going to happen and translate onto the field. So if you think you're not good enough, you're going to go out there and you're not going to compete at the level that you're expecting to compete at. So I think how you already having that, even when you hit those struggles, you're probably going to be able to bring yourself back to a good spot. For sure. And that's like, I kind of tell, you know, I help coach. um, Not, I don't know, not a coach, but I train some kids back here and just being around them when they play fall ball. Like I try to tell them, like, I wish people told me that when I was their age, because (laughs) I was the same way. You know, I tell you 15, you 16, you, very serious and i was like you know it's life or death like i have to perform well my identity is in baseball and it's like okay you're 15 you're 16 yes you know it matters because when you're when you're their age that's the only thing that matters yeah for but sure. it's like when you get older it's like look like you're gonna fail it's okay how to handle like you learn how to handle it at the end of the day if you go four for four or over four eight at 15 you're not going to remember it in four years five years like heck you're not gonna remember it next year like it's just at the end of the day like you know finding that it's okay to not have a great game every now and then, you know, at that age, it's, you're not just because you go for four doesn't mean you're not going to get recruited or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, I just think it's looking back on it. I can resonate with those kids a lot because that was me. Yeah. I want to help and mentor them that way. If they can get that, once you get that through your head, it's a little easier to understand. Yeah, definitely. Um, now that you've had some success too, right? You got yourself named to the Blue Jays top 30 prospects by MLB Pipeline. What was that moment like too? For one, I know a lot of times individual accolades aren't that big of a deal to, to athletes, but it has to feel somewhat good, right? To be able to acknowledge for the success that you've had. Um, how have you kind of taken that and helped you carry forward just to help uh, the team out? Yeah, I think, you know, the the initial, the initial like when I found out that, um i made it last year i was like man that's like that's cool like yeah that was you know it, i wouldn't say it was a goal but because i don't i try not to look at that stuff because at the yeah. end of the day i don't get wrapped up in that it's about yes you know it's about yourself and your career but at the same time you still want to be a good teammate you still want to be you know a team guy and you want to help your team win but i think when i found that it was like okay you know it's almost like people are taking notice mm. but in a sense of it's I think with that comes a little bit of added pressure. And when you, because once you start doing it, they expect it, you know, and, and I think as athletes and as players, it's the game of baseball is hard in itself. Um, but it's all about how, how can you be consistent? And I think yeah. that's what separates, you know, the elite big leaguers and the, and the big leaguers themselves to a triple A guy or a double A guy. It's there's, I think there's just as much talent in the, in the minor leagues as there are in the big leagues. It's just the, the, you're more, um, consistent. And yeah. so I think for me, it was just like finding that don't put a- added pressure to yourself just because there's a number by your name versus somebody that doesn't have a number by their name. Because I've seen in my short minor league career, there's guys that are very talented that aren't on those lists. So for me, it's kind of like a, okay, it's a cool, like, cool for like, good for you. Good. You know, you're working hard, but at the same time, it's like, don't be satisfied just because you're on that list. Yeah. Because ultimately, to me, that list doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, but yeah, I think that's huge. Personality. Or, 
Yeah, that's a huge mindset to have too, because you, there's guys who are never on those lists and they make it to the big leagues, right? And they're super, like you Absolutely. said, they're super talented. Uh, everybody looks at the guys who are on the list, but there there are tons of guys who are making it who just kind of get overlooked for some odd reason or another. Um, so I think that's a huge perspective to have. Uh, as you, for you now that you trans you're transferring into the off season, right? Uh, had the AAA playoffs, I think, recently. Uh, what are some of your goals for this off season, kind of moving into 2024? Yeah, I think for me, it's going to be uh, just getting back to what I did um, not this past season, season before that. And that yeah. was just, I was more consistent. Um, this I had a lot of ups and downs this year, which I'm very grateful for. You know, it's, I'd rather that happen and I get to go through that and fail, or not even fail, but just have those challenges in my career that you're going to have. But I guess I, I learned so much more about myself, about what I could overcome, how to deal with it. Um, when it wasn't going good, so to speak. Um, but just kind of like fine tuning my, my one, my pitches, but um, getting my body, you know, in a good spot for spring training, yeah. um, enjoying the family time that I have. I'm a huge family person. So just being around my mom, my dad, my sister, uh, my great grandparents, my grandparents, you know, just kind of get, kind of catch up for what I lost in the season yeah. in, a, in a sense. Um, but at the same time, like still coming in, working out you know, four to five days a week and, and staying after it. Because at the end of the day, like when I come into spring training next year, I want to come back ready to go. <clears throat> I felt like this year I, was, I wasn't necessarily far behind, like a little behind, but I felt like I could have thrown a little bit more than I did leading into spring training. But I think that's something you learn as a player, especially as a young player, you come in each year and it's different. Um, but I think like ultimately I learned a lot more about myself, like I said, and I can come in and, use what I learned in the, in the season, this off season and for my seasons in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a huge lesson for everyone, right? That not everybody has that mindset and perspective that you have where you're like, Oh, I had a struggles this year. I didn't pitch the way I wanted to. Let me learn from it and find, find ways to get better where most people be like, all right, well, this sucks. <laughs> Let me right, feel right, bad right. for myself and kind of go into a deep, dark hole. But it's kind of cool to hear your perspective on how you're taking everything that happened this year, trying to learn from it, trying to figure out where you can kind of hone in on your game to improve it. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, I think, like I said, I, I've, I'm blessed that I had the, you know, bad fall I had at my freshman year at Missouri State because yeah. I think that gave me, a, like this year, it, reflect, it let me reflect to that time completely different times in my life at completely different levels, but mm -hmm. it's kind of same similar um, feeling of you're in, I was in this kind of dark, dark place, you know, when you, I let a bad outing or two dictate a month of my season. And, you know, as a reliever, if you have a couple of bad outings, <clears throat> your, your season, yeah. is, you're fighting for your season. And I think I just let it snowball a little bit. And the good ones don't let them snowball, you know, it's, it's, they for, forget about it. It happened. We're back on the, we're back on the horse the next day, ready to go. And, you know, not to say there wasn't great times this year, because I felt like, you know, there were times this year I was throwing the ball the best of my career. And I think that was, that just goes to show you how like my season went in terms of where I was at yeah. mentally, like physically, like I felt like I was in a good spot, you know, the, the outcome I can come in this year is like my slider was more consistent than it's been in my career this year. And so I was like, okay, that, like, that's a great takeaway, you know, yeah. how that felt. We're going to constantly try to improve it, you know. And I think for me coming in and, and learning that, because I used to be this uh, pitcher and player that 
how my stats like kind of I let that dictate how I was feeling and playing. Yeah. So I think for me that was that was the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's awesome to hear kind of on your perspective too. Uh, just going into the last couple of questions, uh, we'll have a couple of fun ones and then one serious one. So we've been asking guys kind of what their favorite restaurant is at the Affiliate Balls. We had the guys in Wisconsin said Culver's was a go-to right next to the apartment. Um, but for you, did you have a go-to restaurant at Affiliate Ball uh, when you were there? Yeah, so on our, on our off days on Monday, I've done this the last two years. I'm a huge Texas Roadhouse guy. And mm. like there's one right here where I live in the off season, but – we had one in New Hampshire at Double A. We had one in Buffalo. Um, so, like for me, it's always like uh, my favorite food, steak. So, I'm I'm all in on going to Texas House. To me, it's a great deal. You know, you get I think it's like a nine ounce, eight ounce steak for like thirteen bucks, <laughs> and then you solid and you side yeah rolls. You can't can't beat it, right? So, no. me, me and a couple guys would go there and eat that every like almost every Monday. It's kind of like a just hey, we're off. Let's go have it as long as we're in town. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, the last question I always ask guys to, uh, just because we want this podcast to be an opportunity for people to get more of the human side of the game, but we also want the younger generation of athletes and baseball players to have an opportunity to come to these podcasts, learn something from guys who've kind of been through it already. So if you had one piece of advice for the next generation of players, uh, what would that be? I, I could go on for days about this. Uh, I think this is something <laughs> that's near and dear to me because uh, I want to pour back into the younger players yeah. as well. But I think um, just understanding that, you know, it's still a game. You need to have fun. You know, I've always, people always told me, like, when you get into college, Pro Bowl, it becomes a job. And, like, it's hard sometimes to enjoy it when it's not going well because at the end of the day, it's your job and you have to perform. But I think when I see younger kids get upset or, you know, let their play dictate, like, it's all it's still a game. It's, it's a little kid's game. Let's have fun yeah. doing it. And I think if you can – you know, I know the MLB's like motto there last year it was like let the kids play. Like that's mm. literally it play it like you were playing it when you were a kid because ultimately that's when you're gonna see the best of the players come out. And uh I I have to remind myself of that just to have fun and enjoy it because it's not always there and how blessed we are to actually get to do this. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. We interviewed Mark Appel and he said that he got felt so much pressure being like the number one overall pick and he's like there was this constant like thing just hanging over my head and he's like i lost all fun for the game and that's part of the reason why he left it was because he just felt like the fun was gone completely of the game that he grew up enjoying and loving for his whole entire life so i think that's a huge perspective especially getting at at the younger kids at a young age for sure i mean like i said that's i had a i actually talked to mark um this past season before he yeah. retired but it was i got to talk to him and just there were some it was cool like you know, it's not everybody thinks that as athletes were put on this pedestal and we're these yeah. superhuman people. And like, you know, I've talked to Jake a little bit, Jake Berger, mm -hmm. um, and it's just like more of us go through things than what people think. And, yeah. you know, it's I as a group, you, if we, we, we're, we're coming out about it more. But at the same time, it's like a lot of us, we're all the same and we all deal with the same stress, same, you know, we all feel the pressure. And, you know, ultimately because we want to perform well and, you know, play well for the fans. But at the same time, it's, I think it's important that you're – it doesn't take a toll on your mental health because at the end of the day, we're, we're still human beings and we're just like everybody else.
Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, that's why we started the podcast, right? We wanted a space where players could come on, talk about the game in a fun way, but also talk about the things that make them who they are outside of the game more than a baseball player. So just hearing stories like yours, like Jake's, everybody else, I mean, that's that's why we're doing this. And we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. It was, it's been fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, we're wishing you nothing but the best. Uh, and good luck this offseason and going into next year. Thank you. I appreciate it.